So just to just to recap, uh-huh. I'm not supposed to smile. No. Or laugh. No, there's, absolutely. There's to be not. no smiling or laughing. When today. have you ever been able to laugh in the studio? That's true. Yes, I, I apologize for That's that, okay. Sarah. Maybe uh, a little uncomfortable, but I, I am right. okay. Yes, Sarah. Sarah's put down strict rules for today's show, and uh, I've already been scolded for laughing, for smiling. Uh-huh. And then also for for genuinely having a good time here in the in the studio today. Well, you know, none of these things are allowed, so I don't right. really know what the hell you were thinking. Yeah, I didn't I didn't remember reading that memo, but I, I get it now. Thank so, you. So there Thank we go. You. This is a very serious day Pay at Fun Employment Radio. Very serious. Dot com. Uh, yes. You can go to funemploymentradio.com slash live where you can subscribe to the live stream and join in the chat and also get access to all of the archives and uh, get a hold of us on Skype where our handle is Fun Employment Radio. Give us a call 503-928-7995. We will very sternly answer any phone calls call or message that you have. As Keith says in the chat, it's a working place, not a fun place. Thank you, Keith. Yes, I I fully misunderstood. It, it's only taken 570-some episodes of this show mm-hmm. for me to uh, fully grasp that. And uh, now I understand. Now I understand. So I'm I'm sorry, Sarah. That's okay. That. Also, apparently posting my personal uh, business in the uh, chat earlier was, was part of what, what goes on with this. What was your personal? Oh yeah, uh-huh. it's the great poop off of. It was not. I was only in there for like two minutes. That is, but okay. You were long. You were in there long enough to hear somebody knock on the door and go in. You, you came in. You came side saddle in, and after you're in the kitchen, you're like, oh, I feel bad for that guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. I did say that. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jenky says that's right. The new name of the show should be Working Employment Radio. <laughs> all work, all the time. Work, work, work. No laughter. We'll go over all of our paperwork, and then we'll talk about our taxes, and then we'll talk about. <laughs> Uh, talk about our meetings. Yep, that's what we'll do from now on. No more fun times. <laughs> Just so you know, Alex, so far your company is losing the great poop off of 2012. <laughs> okay, I do have a question, though. I have a question. Since since you already brought this up and you're going along with this 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 vine of diatribe, um, I have a toilet paper question. A to- okay, yes, it goes over the top. No, not that, que- not that question. We already established that a long time ago, that it goes underhand. Underhand is the proper way. You get proper leverage. That way you can tear it off, and that way it doesn't spin off, spin off and end up in a pile on the floor. Underhand is obviously the correct, the correct fashion. We all know that. What, so you're saying that you know, putting on toilet paper is like playing softball? Underhand is always right? What? That's supposed to be overhand. No, it is not. Yes, no, it is. no. Here, I'll put up a poll. I'll no. put up a poll. Bathroom toilet paper is like baseball, not softball. It isn't underhand. It's overhand. No. It's that is not true. Okay, I am putting up a poll in the chat right now. It can't be under or under. All right, there we go. <laughs> I did it right. Okay, underhand. Yeah, that's that's the proper way. Oops, that was my bad. I hit that cord. Having a cord problem. Yeah, you are gonna lose, Greg. No, that is that is not true. Wow, that that's is so not funny true. because underhand has twenty uh, percent right now. Oh, that's fine. No, it's it's going to happen. Underhand is the proper way because that way it it uh, you get leverage when you pull on it when you tear off a piece of paper, and that way it won't. But no, it doesn't fa- start falling down onto the ground. If it's underhand, you you also run the risk of touching some toilet paper that isn't going to be used. Therefore, you touching someone else's toilet paper that they're going to be. You using. run the same risk over on overhand. No, you don't. Overhand, oh, sure. you can rip it off. No, underhand. If you're reaching for underhand, your fingers are touching somebody else's toilet paper. That's no, no, gross. no, 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 underhand is the proper way, but that wasn't even the question that I have. We all established that. It looks like the poll 100% are saying underhand. Okay. You can't um. just say things and pretend <laughs> that they're true. Sure. I can. Um, 
So, so yeah, no, toilet paper needs some leverage. Yeah, see, le- so leverage so that way when you're, when you're tearing it off, you don't want to have to put your hand on there to tear it off. You know, you, you pull, and that way the, the weight of the mass of the toilet paper. Your fingers are brushing against somebody else's toilet paper they're going to be using. It's pure mathematics. No, it's you're pure brushing against it's, someone it's else's science. future toilet it's paper. It's disgusting It's is physics what it is. is what it is. It's no, physics. it isn't physics. No, underhand is the proper way because that way it gets, uh, you know, it gets the, uh, the proper, the balance, the weight of the toilet paper, the mass of the toilet paper itself. Uh, works as leverage, uh, whereby you can tear it off. You need leverage to tear off the paper. <laughs> or using construction paper to wipe your butt. No, but it keeps it. Then that way, it doesn't all roll down onto yeah, the floor true. in a big and pile. You know what? Women use toilet paper like a hundred percent more of the time than men do. Sure. You don't. You only use toilet paper what like one out of every like four excursions to the bathroom. Oh, I'd say less than that. But yeah, okay. yeah. But I'm mm-hmm. saying so. Like, I think that as a woman, I have a better like outlook, and I'm probably more right on how toilet paper should be used. Considering that being a woman, I use more toilet paper. Well, than well, we won't get into that, but no, I, I think you're incorrect on that one. I think you're incorrect. So, no, but my question is this, though. So, I went in there to use the, uh, the, the, uh, the mutual, the shared bathroom in here. And, but this question kind of, kind of applies all over the place, minus very public bathrooms. This one, I don't think it would apply there. But So, say you're in there using the toilet paper. You go down, you use the very last piece of it. Mm-hmm. But you're all done. And then you're you're finished with your business. You're ready to leave. What do you do? Well, you either take out the new toilet paper and put it on. Like it depends on how lazy you are. You can take out the new toilet paper roll, put it on there. Of course, over overhead, you know, overside up, the same way. Or you can what you can do is take out the roll of toilet paper and set it on top of the toilet. That's bullshit. That is that is bullshit and complete laziness. Here is what I think. What ha- what you have to do? You have to replace it. You use the rest of it. And so, so basically, you're putting the onus on the next person who comes in there. They got to go. Whatever it is they got to do, maybe they got to go pretty, pretty quickly. And just say they're in there, and there's just an empty toilet paper roll there. There's plenty of toilet paper in the, in the, the bathroom mm-hmm. that can be unused rolls that can be placed on there. But that person that before you was so lazy... It's almost even more insulting if, if they. With, no. It's almost even more if you're insulting. If you're done with your job, why do you have to like overwork? Like if you already like because it's common courtesy. No, it isn't. The toilet paper's out there. If you need to use it, you can use it. It's sitting on top of the toilet. No, that is not right. Well, then what? Ta- what's preventing you from putting it onto the roll? From putting it onto Time? the roll. That is, see, that is completely rude. That is that is rude. Is what that is. That it's isn't rude. Violates you're... common courtesy rules. No, what you should do. What you should do. Is place, you know, once you're done, if you use the last piece, well, then that's your job to grab the new roll and put it back onto the toilet paper. No, it's not. I can set out the roll. Setting it out, setting it out is almost worse than not doing a thing. No, because you can still easily access the roll. It's not like I'm leaving it under the sink. That means the roll is on top of there, and you can choose whether or not you want to be the good person. Just because I am choosing not to be the good person to replace the roll. So you're admitting you're not a good person, though. No, it isn't my responsibility. It is your responsibility. It's a mutually shared, it's a societal rule. It's a societal rule. All right, well, then let's just say I don't own the building. Come, so what? So? You, that, just because you don't own the building doesn't mean that. I'm not talking about like a public restroom, like at a, at a, you know, a sports game or something like that. You know, that, that's different. That's somebody else's job to do that part. But if you're in here in a mutual shared office, it's your job to replace that role. So now I know exa- exactly who it, is, who it is that hasn't been replacing it. it I is... have never used the last bit of toilet paper in our shared bathroom. Oh, really? Really? Never. never. 
No, never. Do you go down to where there's like one square left no, and count that as? Nope, there's still some on there. No, still some on there. I wouldn't leave one square. See, but it's worse. Right, so in the it's chat, a lot of people are saying that this is, seems like more of a chick thing. So Sarah in the chat says, "Yes, it's a chick thing." I've had arguments over it. Scott Daly in the chat is saying, "Yes, Lily does that all the time. Is it a girl thing?" See, that is just. It's... Scott says that Lily will even open the new roll and place it on top of the empty tube. Yeah. So what is preventing you from taking the two seconds and putting it on there? You're basically you're making somebody else do your work. No, it's not my work. It is your work. No, it's not my work. It's the last person not... you use. The, if you use the last of it, it's common courtesy to go ahead and replace it for someone else. No, it's, it doesn't matter if it's common courtesy or not. It's not law. It doesn't mean that I have to replace it. It's like, all right, so you. So what you're saying is the person that follows me up in the bathroom is incapable, incapable of putting the toilet paper roll on themselves. I'm just saying. Why uh, is it my responsibility? Why can't you because you use the last and put on the because you use the last. You're a grown up. If you want toilet paper off the roll, then you put it on the roll. I am offering you toilet paper on the toilet. There is toilet paper there that you can use. Just because you're being a prima donna and want to pull it off the fucking a roll. prima donna. A prima donna is someone who doesn't replace it for someone else. And Steve no. even makes a point in the chat. He says that's crazy talk, Greg. That would be like washing a dish if it gets dirty. Well, you know what? Those are my dishes. Those are my dishes. This is not my. I've used my toilet paper. It, it does not. It is. I don't give a shit about. Literally, I don't give a shit about your toilet paper. That is wow, wow. And this is how you expect people to treat you. I'm just saying. I don't. That's fine. If there, if somebody, you know what I do? I check before I use the toilet. If there is no toilet paper, like if I'm in a place with a bunch of stalls, if there's no toilet paper in the stall, it is my responsibility. I'm not talking about a place in a. All right. You I'm not talking about here, that. I'm talking about here. this. This is a no, even small business shared bathroom. It is my bathroom. responsibility. My responsibility to check and see if there's toilet paper in the stall. If there isn't, I remedy it. I'm not putting the blame on anybody else to solve my toilet paper problems. No, 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 no. I no. am not a child. I am an adult. No, but then if you're an adult, then you understand common courtesy, especially if you bother to get out the toilet paper roll. If you go through all that work and then just set that's it there. That's courtesy enough. No, that's not courtesy. That is that's courtesy. saying, you know what? Here you are, bitch. You, you put it on. No, that's courtesy. You no. know what it is? It's like, you know what? I've taken the time out of my busy schedule to reach underneath the sink and place the toilet paper on top of the toilet for you. You're welcome. You know what? Less back talk, that is more not, thanking me. That is not more a thank you. Me. That is not a thank you. That is pure laziness. That is, is a violation laziness. of so many, so many social ethics. Codes. There are social ethics codes. Yes, yes. You should. You should. Common courtesy. You should have. It isn't like using the last of the toothpaste you share with somebody. Like that's something else. Like if I, if you're sharing it with somebody, that's one thing. You don't share toilet paper. When you are using the toilet paper, it is your toilet paper. It is your time in the bathroom. I don't like to think about other people using the toilet paper. That's their toilet paper time. That's their time in the bathroom. That is their responsibility. But if you use the last, if they are sitting down on that toilet and committing to using the bathroom, and they look over and there's no toilet paper, that is their fault. Uh, no, that is that is not that is not the way to do it. Uh, Rick says, "Wow, it is a chick thing." Melanie and Kersey both do this. God, I thought it was just them being lazy. Uh, Scott says, "Rick, I did too, knowing that it's a chick thing. Now I can deal with it." Yeah, see, so it this is not is, a chick. thing. It apparently is. Well, okay, it's being rude. Well, you know it's why? Rude. Because and- you guys only have to use. Like toilet paper under the utmost of uh, circumstances. So wait a minute. So that means all the more that it's more considerate for me if I were to use it all. No, it's to not. put on a new role for you since you do do use it more. It's more often. selfish of you because you know what you're clearly How is just that selfish? because you're putting it on for future you. You don't give a no. shit about anybody else. No, I do give a shit about no, everybody else. That's why it, I'm doing no, it. No, you're putting it on because you want to make sure that when you have to poop later in the day that there'll be some toilet paper for you. No, that is not at all it. It is. That, it's, no, it's, it's in not. turn like it's, the most selfish not. thing I've ever heard. That is completely untrue. Everything you just said is untrue. That is not why I do it. No, no. That's see. This is just this is this is rudeness. Is what it is. 
All right, so uh, someone asked, how is toilet paper different than toothpaste in this situation? Well, you see, toothpaste is a shared commodity. Like, you can brush your teeth at the same time as somebody else. If you guys are both sharing the same tube of toothpaste, it is one of your responsibilities if you use the last part of the toothpaste to replace that toothpaste. I understand. That being said, toilet paper is an individual experience. You are not in there shitting with a bunch of other people. You're not sharing that experience. That is a singular experience. Therefore, once you are done, you are done. You separate yourself from it and then you are finished. And it's up to the other person to make sure that they have the proper commodities in order to make sure that their bathroom going is a success. So basically, the world you live in is a, is a selfish dog-eat-dog. Dog. You fight for yourself. Screw the other person. No matter what the situation, even if it's a common workplace environment. I'm just saying, by this point, how, you, should you, be, you should be grown up enough to check and make sure that there are toil- there's toilet no, paper No, you can check. That's not, it's not a matter of not checking. Because yes, it obviously is, you because know you're blaming the person who's not putting the roll of toilet paper on, so you're clearly saying that it's somebody else's responsibility to make sure that you can wipe your ass. I'm saying that it's common courtesy to make sure that if you use common the last of the toilet is paper, not law. you replace it's fine. it. Same thing with like even in, even in a kitchen environment. Somebody uses the last of the paper towels and then just leaves the empty See, I cardboard the paper towels. roll. Well, then how, why would you not replace the toilet paper? It's the because same, same rule. Because those are a kitchen commodity because I'm not in there by myself in the kitchen using the paper towels all by my lonesome. Toilet paper is something specifically different. And by the way, may I just say for the record that every time we run out of toilet paper in there, who goes down and asks Donna for more toilet paper because you're embarrassed because you said, oh, I'm a guy. If I go down and ask Donna, it just means, hey, I've shit too much. I need more toilet paper. (laughs) I go down every time and ask for more toilet paper and replace the toilet paper. That's a different argument. That has nothing to do with this. I restock the toilet paper every time because you don't want to. I'm like, okay, Greg, I'll go and restock the toilet paper. So I'll go and grab it and put it all under the sink for you because you don't want to ask Donna. Well, nonetheless, this, this still does not settle what the, what the basic argument is. It's the rudeness and violation of, of societal rules that uh, you so you know, openly just flaunt. You just don't care. Like, it's, a, it's a me world. Well, you know what? Me, 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 me. You know what? Next time, I don't, I don't need toilet paper as direly as you do. So next time we run out of toilet paper, I'm not asking Donna for you. That's fine. That's fine. That's what? You're just gonna, Whatever. What are you going to learn? What are you going to are you going to start bringing your own? Are you going to try and use paper you towels? From now on, then, I'm going to use the last of the toilet paper. Pfft, I'm not even bothering. I'm not even going to bother to, uh, to look and, uh, and replace it for anybody else. Because I don't care about anyone else. It's a me, 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 me world. I was nice to you. I have done, I've gone down every time for the past year and a half that we've lived here. And be like, Sarah, I don't want to ask Donna about toilet paper. You go ask her. I'm like, okay, Greg, I'll go ask her for toilet paper. Yeah, you still are unappreciative. Yeah, all right, so after... I bring up the toilet paper, put it under the sink. I have to, when I notice, even when I haven't used the restroom, when I notice that there is no toilet paper there, it's my responsibility to put on a new roll. It is your responsibility to put on a new roll. So wait, so you're acknowledging that it's your responsibility. No, I'm not saying that was a question. It wasn't a statement. Well, no, it, it is. It is your responsibility to put on a new roll. If See? you use the last of it, you have to replace it. See, John is pointing out that the toilet paper is included in the rent. Therefore, it's the property of the that building. That's not the point of his yes, comment it at it's all. It's the property of the building. Therefore, it's their responsibility. You know, next time you want the toilet paper roll changed, maybe you should go and... Donna, could you change the toilet paper roll for me, please? Really? So you're saying that you can't do it yourself? No, I'm you saying refuse that you are it. saying that you don't want to do it. No, I'm saying I do. I, I replace the toilet paper roll. I do all the time because I'm considerate of my fellow coworkers and people that I'm I'm surrounded by. Is that why we ignore them all day? This is well, I'm considerate at least of that aspect. I don't want somebody having to go in there and, and go through that themselves. Anyway, there we go. It's <laughs> Rick's notes in the chat to some 
part of this. I disagree. Uh, 3-21-2012, the day Greg was absolutely correct. That so yes, I am true. absolutely correct on this one. Also, uh, correct on the... It uh, looks like 76% of our listeners are incorrect about the whether toilet paper should go overhand or underhand. But that's okay. They're, they're learning. They're learning. You are so ridiculous. Well, okay, so the lesson learned is just like you hold a grudge, Greg Nibbler, I do too. I have a long, long memory. So... One morning, when you've had a particularly branny <laughs> breakfast, I'm going to make sure to go in there, clean out all of the toilet paper rolls. But why would you do that? That has nothing to do with to what I'm mean. talking about. To be mean. Oh, okay. Because you know what? If you go in there unprepared, and if you go in there and there's no toilet paper there, but you uh, commit yourself to the bathroom, as one says, then that is your fault. That's my fault that you took all the toilet paper out? And... No, it's your fault that you didn't pre-prepare. Like, if you went in and you don't realize that there isn't enough toilet Wait, yeah, paper you gotta do a you got to do a drive-by run first, go in there and check, and then come back out, and then go in and... You have to... If you are... If you are very concerned about whether or not there is toilet paper or not, you always go in and check. You make That's sure. not what the concern is. The con- that you're... So you're not concerned whether or not you go in there, use the facilities, and there's nothing to wipe your ass with? Well, of course, but that's not the concern that I'm talking about. The talking about is just the common courtesy of replacing the well, roll. But nonetheless, okay. No, your you common said, courtesy is just your weird as, rule. As you've said, you've decided to be mean, and on top of that, I'm not allowed to smile or laugh today, which is why we no, started having this discussion. No, and you won't be. Wow. Wow. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash live where you can subscribe oh, to the live Tony, stream we don't have and join liners. in the chat. <laughs> no, there's no seat liners in there. That's okay. I can handle that. All By right. the way, I'm just cleaning the bathroom out from to- of toilet paper. <laughs> Why would you do that? Then because. you're just being mean to everybody. Well, if I have to take down everybody to take you down, then that's just the way it's going to be. I don't understand. You're... As Sarah without an H in the chat says, I'm kind of afraid of Sarah today. Yeah, join. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a scary world right now in here. I don't know what set her off, but... <sighs> Somebody's pretty scary. What were you telling me about your uh, trip to the uh, to the gym? Yeah. Oh, because I Actually, noticed you're going st- on the scary Sarah <laughs> thing. So yesterday, because um, we didn't have a show yesterday, because uh, Greg had some family business to attend to, and so I went to the gym yesterday because I'm like, well, I have a I have a little bit of time, so I think I'm gonna try and get in shape. Oh, bye, Keith. And um, so I'm like, I'm gonna try and get in shape. So. A lot of times at, at the gym that I go to, um, a lot of the rooms are being used, you know, for like dance aerobic classes or whatever, and you can't ever get into the rooms with the punching bags in them. Right. But yesterday, you and know, I know you do enjoy the, the I punching bags. I love the punching bags. I've taken kickboxing classes. I love kickboxing. I love punching. Um, and so there was nobody in that room, and so they have this like trunk full of uh, boxing gloves that you can put on. And so I was in there, and I was just going batshit crazy yesterday. Just well, there aren't boxing gloves. Well, they're like punching. They're like kickboxing gloves. Well, they're okay. like wraps. They're like wraps for your hands yeah, that are, yeah. are kind of padded. But I just mean, you know, they're not like big on Mike well, Tyson like, boxing gloves. I have some of those, actually, from my kickboxing days. Okay. But um, so they kind of wrap around your hands and then you like kind of Velcro them around your wrists and you can just kick so you can like punch, punch, kick. Mm-hmm. Oh, which actually now doing that, I could feel it from yesterday. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I was just going nuts punching the... Um, <laughs> so I was going nuts, punching the bag and stuff and having so much fun. And I started noticing that my knuckles were kind of hurting. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just because I'm so tough. So I kept hitting. And because hitting. you're so tough, your knuckles so were tough. hurting. So I, yeah, so I ended up kicking it for a while until it, kicking and punching it. So I was just like exhausted. I was sweating. I'm like, that was so much fun, which I'm going to do it again today, P.S. And um, I took off the gloves. And I kid you not, like all of my knuckles 
uh, but most particularly between uh, my pinky, my ring finger, and my index fingers on both hands were just completely bright red. Like, it was like I had broken every capillary, like, in between my knuckles, and it just looked like, it looked like blood, but it wasn't blood. It was like bright red. I look like I just got into a fucking bare knuckle fight. Like, I, I took off these things. I'm like, whoa, what did I do to my hands? And they were all bright red, including, like, all on the inside. I actually took a picture because I... It looks kind of badass. Okay, well, I was going to bring up a point, and I noticed somebody else already brought this up, too, in the chat. Um, if you're punching it so hard that your hands are becoming red and almost bloody, you're not hitting the bag correctly. I am hitting the bag correctly. I've taken kickboxing classes. You, how many... Okay, just, just to establish college, this. I got many, an A in the... No, I was, I'm good. Isn't it mostly kick... In kickboxing? No, it isn't mostly kicking. It's all like kinds of, it's more se- like sequences. Like it's sequential. Like you learn how okay. to kick and punch together. Well, the thing is though, if your hands are ending up like that, you're you're not punching it correctly because no, you're I think punching it was the gloves. The reason you punch a punching bag versus like a brick wall is that it's not going to end up hurting your but hands. I think it was the gloves because on the inside of the gloves, there's kind of this serrated um, like band that you put your fingers through. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was it. I think that it was the band that was, you know, between me and the pad and the bag. I think that was what was doing it. Um, you're probably not punching it correctly. I'm saying. Maybe I should and try on punching top of that, you to see if I if I punch you correctly. On top of that, I'm just scared of the fact that you have that much aggression that you're punching this thing till your hands are hurting and yet keep on going because you feel that you're pretty badass in that. I don't even care about feeling but it just feels good. <laughs> it feels good pummeling things. It does. It's amazing. You have been watching way too much Bad Girls Club. No, I haven't been watching that anymore. I've actually been watching The Killing. But that's <laughs> that's beside the point. <laughs> Scariest day ever on Fun Employment Radio. But seriously, it does feel so good. Like, if anyone, any ladies out there has ever, like, not hit, or men out there has not hit a punching bag, it is not what so... not you were going to say. It is so, so much fun. Oh, just doing the one, two, three. <laughs> Oh, it is so much because fun. Because you took a kickboxing class in college. I have taken many, and I've taken a couple classes here in Portland, so you can go fuck yourself. I have done a lot. I actually broke my toe in a kickboxing class here. Then you were probably not kicking correctly. I was not kicking correctly. <laughs> because generally, you don't hurt yourself when you're hitting a punching bag. That's the point of a punching bag. Rick in the chat says, sounds like Sarah's building up an alibi for her defense when the prosecutor asked her. So then the other day, on the day Mr. Nibbler disappeared, you were seen with bloody knuckles. <laughs> it is. It's just so much fun. I just, I, I just couldn't stop. Like, even though it was hurting, it still felt good to punch the bag. Wow. Like, I like to go up defense position. You uh-huh. always cover your, yeah, cover your face and then... Oh, really? Now you're giving lessons on, on how to fight. Uh-huh. Sarah's boxing matches. Yeah. Sarah's literally air punching right now towards my general direction. Stop looking at me that way and then winking when you're punching. This is really freaking me out. We need to get some video in here so other people can understand. I'm just hmm. saying, if you've never done it, it's a great stress reliever. Yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. No, I've, I've done it before. I've, I've punched yes. on punching bags. and Yes. Mm-hmm. Generally, my so hands don't have So to the gym yesterday, I had, yeah, I, oh, I wanted to show you the picture. Maybe a I'll, picture I'll of post what? It. Of my hand. You took a picture of your bloody hands. Yes. Isn't that just kind of taking a picture and then saying, um, yeah, I don't know how to punch correctly, but here's what I did to myself. Isn't that what, kind of what, what that would be? Maybe. Although it doesn't, didn't really pick up that much red. <laughs> so you're showing uh, your... <laughs> 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's what I did yesterday. It was awesome. I'm looking forward to doing it again today. Okay. All right. So uh, Maybe I can get a picture of your face and put it on the bag. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. This is really fantastic. Uh-huh. So, yeah, terrifying. and I feel, I know, I've got a lot of energy because I... Yeah, you do seem to have, you seem to have a lot of anger or something anyway. It's not anger, it's energy. Something, something leading to Sorry, your energy. Sorry, what you think is anger is just, you know, me being in a good mood. Really? Sorry you're trying to take that away from me. <laughs> All right. Channel the rage, whatever yeah. whatever it takes, yeah. I guess, I suppose. Well, actually, yeah, I went so to anyway. bed. Um, so after that, I went to the Blazer game last night. Yes, did go to the Blazer game, which uh, we should admit to. So we, we filmed Sportlandia yesterday. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much to everybody who tunes into that, too. It's at trailblazers.tv. We'll be doing another episode tomorrow. Um Met several people while we were there. Yes. Yeah. Well, saw Matt. Listener Matt was there, and uh, our friend Matt, who yes. who uh, hooked Scott up with an amazing ticket, with an amazing seat. So that was awesome. It was good to see you, Matt. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And then also also ran into some other people down there too. Yeah. Um, we met Ricky. Ricky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ricky was was Ricky there and his as well. Friend. I can't. Like, uh, I can't. Remember I don't name, remember but... his friend either. Yeah. But that was awesome. We were just like standing outside shooting the shit and then ended up mm-hmm. bumping into them and then yeah met a bunch of people and yeah if you ever see us anywhere please come up and say hello yes absolutely yeah so it, it was really cool just kind of walking around the rose garden and then having people say hello it was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun minus minus the game part minus the game well you know yeah brandon roy was there though so that was cool. that was so cool yeah brandon roy showed up and was in the uh sat down courtside just kind of popped out in the middle of the second quarter i think it was mm-hmm. and just got a standing ovation from the entire crowd that was cool yes yeah seeing all like a whole stadium full of adults with like tears in their eyes standing up yeah standing ovation for him yeah that was that was cool that was awesome yes yeah, and so a little we- bittersweet too i know but yeah, so then uh went to the game and then i ended up just going home and going to bed really early and getting a lot of sleep and having you know what's coming crazy dreams uh-huh. Uh-huh. I I had along the same lines of that too. I came home, uh, said I Ryan is back from his vacation along with Walter. Mm-hmm. Little blessed Walter. Walter has he eaten anything yet? Uh, not that I've noticed. He tried to cart off some stuff, but um, nothing that he's actually eaten. Okay. Yeah. So he's, I think he's going to be okay. No, he's he's following me around like it's been years since we've seen each other. So. Walter. Uh, but, uh, but yes, talked to him for a little while, and then I, I, too, went to bed. I was still trying to get over this cold, and it sucks. But, uh, but, so I took some, some like, cold medication stuff, which gave me insane dreams, too. So I'll, I'll talk about that after you. But, but okay. So what were, you what were your dreams? Well, my dreams basically ended up being, like, it was weird. One, and this, I didn't realize. You ever, you ever get the thing where you have a dream, and then usually you forget it? Mm-hmm. No, but this time I remembered it, and I also remembered it brought back all the other times that I've had dreams, and I realized that this is a, a recurring dream. Mm-hmm. And I just I had never thought about it before. I didn't, you know, just kind of the one time you remember it, you you remember all the other times that you've had this dream. Yeah. But before that, you had no idea you were having it. So did you realize that you were in the dream when you were in the dream? Um, no. Okay. No, I did not. It wasn't until I woke up that I was like, oh man, that was a really weird dream. Oh shit, I've had that before. So it's just kind so of you a realization. Kind of figure it out, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was I was uh, driving around. I was driving. There were other people there. I think you popped in there for a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, just other random people, kind of peripherally. And it was in a very hilly, like valley area. Kind of the scenery kind of looks like it does down by Eugene, where it's in the valley, but there's a whole lot of hills all around. Okay, yeah. And there are just tor- funnel clouds all over the place. 
kind of all off in the distance like tornado funnel clouds. <gasps> and I had they start- a tornado dream last night. Seriously? I, sh- I fucking swear to God. I had a tornado dream. It was specifically a tornado dream. Really? That's weird. Well, so mine, is ba- they start coming down and they're, uh, they'll, you know, some of them will touch the ground and there'll be this, these giant tornadoes and they'll be off in the distance. But I wasn't, it was weird because in real life, tornado is, tornadoes seem like one of the most terrifying things ever. Mm-hmm. I am, I've never seen one. I've seen a funnel cloud before, but I've never seen one touch the ground. And that just seems like a terrifying prospect to me. But I wasn't that scared of them in the dream. And I would sit there and I'd see this giant tornado be like, you know, maybe a couple miles away, which isn't that far away. Mm-hmm. And it would start heading towards my direction. And everybody else would be like, no, we got to run. And be like, no. Nah, it's not going to come over here. And then then that one would kind of go away, and then there would be like three or four more off in the distance, just tornadoes everywhere, all mm. like bouncing around all over the place, some of them coming near. But I didn't seem that afraid of them, which is odd because in real life that, that's, that's terrifying to I me. I cannot believe I'd rather go had... through earthquake or volcano or anything than, a, than tornadoes. I have never had a tornado dream in my life, and I, sh- you know, I had a tornado dream last night too. That's weird. No, but mine had like – it was with the ocean, and like I was standing on the shore, and there were all these like tidal waves. Like I would look – you know, the size of that building across the street. Like, all so of a sudden, like a, what, what is that? Like five four, stories. Four or five yeah. stories. Yeah. There would be like this huge tidal wave coming, and then it would kind of break right before it would hit me. Or like um, it would like be coming and then kind of go to the left of me, and then I could just step over it and miss it, and it would just kind of stay in, on its path uh-huh. and not hit me. But then at one point, the tidal, the tidal wave turned into a tornado. And everyone's uh, ducking for cover. The tidal wave turned into a tornado. Yes. Somehow, okay. Yes, it's a. All right. And so it turned into a tornado. So I remember I was I was panicking and I had my purse with me and I dropped my purse and my wallet fell out of my purse and um, I was going to try and like retrieve my wallet because I had you know all my shit in it and just as I was trying to reach it the tornado came and it sucked up my wallet. And I remember in my dream, wasn't concerned about the tornado or the impending destruction. I was concerned about getting a new, like, debit card and ID card. I remember thinking about it. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so in your dream, you have these real-life stresses? I had a real-life stress like, It wasn't like your teeth falling out or anything. It's like, oh, man, now i got to call the bank. Got to go to the DMV. That's going to take forever. Yeah. Did you have to go do these things in your dream? Did you actually no, go to the DMV in your dream? I had to wait because... Uh, Did you start calling your bank? Trying to find the bank number, like Googling it. To find it. I was honestly really pissed that the tornado ate my wallet. And everyone's just like, oh, man, you know, my house is destroyed. I'm like, I know, right? That tornado took my fucking wallet. Like, shit. What am I going to do? Wow. So I had that. And then um, it flashed forward to me um, trying to find a rental car because I guess I was, I was somewhere. And I was trying to pick up my rental car. And I was in this huge mall area. And all of the escalators were, like, made out of tiny shards of glass. Like, um... Instead of, you know, like those moving walkways. Uh-huh. But everything... Like, it, like the moving walkways they have at the airport? Yes. Like okay. those, except for it was just all around this hotel. And basically, I was trying to find... It was like a... Almost like a kooky dream. Like, I, I was trying to find... This, <laughs> exactly like that. It was... Um, and so, like, I'm taking these, these like, walking... Um, these walkways that kind of look like shards of glass or, like, of mirror, basically. And they're moving all around this place. And, like, I keep asking everybody, because in my dream, specifically... I'm renting a car from the Ford dealership, specifically the Ford dealership. I'm trying to find it, and everyone's just like, "Oh no, it's right down this way. Take a left." And I'm like, you know, the like going like down this walkway, and then all of a sudden, I ended up. I remember in like an operating room, and there's somebody getting like a surgery done. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I was told that the Ford rent a car place is here." And they're like, "No, it's just around the corner." And so I get back on my like metal stairway thing, go around. 
at one point, then it goes straight up, and I land on this like couch thing, and I'm in this really fancy French restaurant, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, and this guy's just like, oh, can I help you? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. How was that again? Oh, mon frère, help me, help you, and I'm just like, oh, sorry, I was just, I was trying to find. The Ford rental car. You're like a marmalade dance. <laughs> I'm like, I was told that the Ford rental car place is going to be here. It's like, oh, no, this is Petit Mon Frère. I'm like, oh, okay. And I was asking him how I could get out. <laughs> so he shows me the secret doorway that I can get out of. And as we, like, leave through this doorway, like, we're exiting and we can realize we're climbing down a ladder. And then um, underneath this French restaurant, there are all these, like, French immigrants that are all living there in, like, quilted tents and stuff. French immigrants are in your dream? Yes. And they were all living in these floors below the French what restaurant. What do you mean French immigrants? Like French immigrants? Like, what do French immigrants look like to you? It was a lot of, it, they look are like. Are you talking about like they're living in hovels? No, I'm okay. Like in my dream, it made sense. They, they, they said they were French immigrants, <coughs> but they look like the little Russian ladies. <laughs> who like wander around, you know, like the scarves around their yeah, heads, uh-huh. and they're all just like patchwork, and they're just like, oh, what? Are you? And they have their brush, you know, like their brooms. They're made of, you know, they're like, sweeping. The yeah, they're sweeping, and they all are as in, like, Russians these, are supposed to do. These patch- no French immigrants. French immigrants, excuse and me. They're all in these patchwork tents, and so we just keep going down. And we're like, what, did they, what were they saying? They were just uh, upset because we weren't supposed to see the behind the scenes of the French restaurant because they were all supposed to live <laughs> very posh lifestyles, and so we just kept going like further and further down these ladders, trying to get out of like. I know where you're getting that from. You've watched too much Downton Abbey. Oh. That's totally where that's coming from. But the behind the scenes with the uh, peasants and stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's not what their houses look like though. Oh. I don't know. Mm. But well, it was French just... Im- French immigrants, of course. It was just and, and the entire French. time as I'm and as I'm trying to escape the French restaurant, trying to find poverty stricken country, the Ford dealership where I'm going to be renting my car. All I could think about is my wallet. <laughs> got to get tor- to the Ford dealership. <laughs> the tornado got my. What wallet. What was it you were renting the car for? I have no idea, but I had to find this Ford dealership, and I was just running around. And finally, um, I guess I happened to have my passport on me too, so like I was able to rent my car with my passport. I don't know, and that was the that was the end of my dream. It was so odd. I don't know why I desperately needed to rent a car. That that is that is definitely yeah, weird. but it was weird. Like the uh, walk into an emergency room, they were like, "No, the Ford dealership's that way." And then I like land in a French restaurant. Oh, did they say it in a French accent? No, they were they were operating. There was like oh, they were beep, operating. Okay, beep beep, and it was like what did the people with the French accent say? Oh, nothing. They they were trying to seat me, and then I told them, "Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find the Ford." Yeah, but what 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 did they say when they were trying to shut up? I just want to hear. I want to hear no, I don't what they what sounded they like. Just for, you know, for uh, for an audio representation of what happened in your dream. Um, James is asking, did I eat any sweets before I went to bed? No, I had some pizza, though. Hmm. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Does pizza give you... I, I always hear that rumor that pizza gives you weird dreams, but I don't necessarily believe that. I don't know. It was delicious pizza, though. Hmm. Well. Yeah. So, anyway, it was just... It was weird. And, like, the whole... Yeah, the whole thing was... I can't believe you dreamt about tornadoes, too. I've never dreamt about tornadoes. See, and I, I just realized that this is a recurring dream. Huh. It's something that I've, I've had many times before. So, I don't know. Have you ever seen a tornado? No. You've ever I've seen, seen a funnel like, cloud? I've seen, like, funnel clouds, like, smaller ones uh-huh. around Albany. Like, yeah. growing mm-hmm. up, yeah, when I'd go to visit my grandparents. Yeah. But not any big crazy ones. Yeah, I haven't either. I don't know. I've talked to people that I used to have a roommate from St. Louis. Well, Josh, longtime listeners of the show, uh, Josh from St. Louis. And he used to talk about growing up and seeing the tornadoes. And what would happen was everything, he'd be out riding his bike when he was a kid. And all of a sudden it was just dead silent. Oh, no birds. No. Birds are all gone. There's no, uh, the wind would stop moving. It'd just be completely silent and still. 
like almost to the point where it's like a deafening silence, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard that yeah, before. And, and he said as soon as it got like that, you would just go as fast as you could to get somewhere for cover. Like try to get into the get to the house, get into the basement because there was a tornado coming, and you just see this like dark purple sky like forming oh, off in that. the distance. Yeah, it just sounds terrifying. I don't know because I I could I can handle like I know you know there's going to be a big earthquake here someday. That's going to happen, but you know that's fine. There's all those different things I can handle, but man, tornadoes just are so random. It, it, there's something about it that terrifies me. I know we have a lot of listeners in the Midwest too, so they probably probably no big deal to them. Yeah, well that freaks me out. Yeah. I don't think I can handle that. What are you, what are you talking about hitting her in the chat? Oh, no, people are asking if I had, if there was the pot in my pizza, and I'm like, no. Oh, The, yeah, the yeah. pot and I don't get along. Yes, yes. No. No, yes. Me neither. All right, well, uh, shall we take a break? What do you mean? Why do you need to take a break? I wanted to get more coffee. Is that why you wanted to get more, why you wanted to take a break? Or was it because you need to visit the room across the hall? I'm not going to, no, I don't need to. I'm fine. No, really? Oh, well, then you won't mind at all if we go on for... Did you know that there's such a thing as cheese dreams? What do you mean? So Alex in the chat is saying, uh, I don't eat cheese, but my boyfriend has weird dreams when he eats cheese before going to sleep. And they call them cheese dreams. Cheese dreams? I, I have never heard of dreams. such a thing. All right, it looks like she's posting a link to some NPR... Study! All right, eating cheese can alter your dreams. How so? Wow. What do you mean? How can it alter your dreams? I don't know. I'm, I'm reading this right now. That's weird. Yeah, because they were just... Um... Yeah, so it's just saying that it can alter your dreams to have them uh, be more um, like colorful. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because it was definitely... Because I have adventure dreams. Uh-huh. That was definitely an adventure dream last night. Like, a lot of times, uh, I have a point, like a purpose in yeah. my dreams. Like, no matter how small or stupid, just like trying to find the rental car place last night. Yeah. For some odd reason... That was like the goal of my of my dream was to like get through all of this like turmoil, go through the tornado and the waves and the mall and the French restaurant and everything just to find a Ford dealership to rent a car. Yeah, that's that's weird. When's the last it's time odd. you rented a car? Never. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. All right. That's just bizarre. Uh, okay. We can take a break so you can use the bathroom. I really um, let's, am not going to So we'll take a break. We got a lot of stuff to talk about too when we come back. Uh, Why are you pointing and flailing over there? That's basically me holding up my hand for defensive purposes because mm-hmm. as soon as the, as soon as the microphone goes off, I'm afraid you're going to stab or punch you know, something until you get, get your bloody. Knuckles. Did you ever play blood, bloody, bloody knuckles? knuckles? Yeah, I played bloody knuckles some. Yeah, on the bus. Yeah. Oh no, what do you think bloody knuckles is? What's bloody knuckles to you? Bloody knuckles is where you hold out your fist and the other person has their fist and you rake it along the other person's knuckles. Oh. What do no, you think bloody knuckles play- is? Well, we played bloody knuckles with quarters. What do you mean? I mean, you put your you put your fist down like this, like well, your fist person, down square onto the ground yeah, or onto the, the other, table. Yeah, and then the other person gets to like you spin the quarter. Uh-huh. Have you ever played that? Where you start spinning a quarter, and then the the person who touches it last or makes the quarter fall over, it's called bloody knuckles, and they get to take the quarter and like huck it as hard as they can with their thumb at your knuckles, and it usually cuts them and makes you bleed. What? No, that's not how you play bloody knuckles. Oh, that's how we. Play. That's a different kind of game. What are you doing in your bag over I'm there? I'm trying to find a coin so that I can show you. All right, here. Why don't, why don't we take a break, and then let's come back and talk about this, because okay. it, that's not how you play Bloody Knuckles, okay. by the way. that's I don't know what that kind of weird game that is, Bremertonized version of something. That's not Bloody Knuckles. It, it's not at all. 
you pro- you guys probably didn't even have scratch fights either. All right, we'll we'll talk about all this scratch stuff. Let's fight? take a let's take a break. We'll what come kind of back here. School did you we'll go come to? back here in a minute with some more fun employment it's radio. Goodcountryscratchfight.com. <laughs> You're right. I do think a threesome would bring us closer together. You're listening to Fun Employment Radio. Let's hear some arcade fire after that. <laughs> Things never played on Fun Employment Radio. They're amazing live. I haven't played arcade fire in a long time. Okay, then replace that with meatloaf. I haven't played meatloaf in a long time. Never that with Pink so ev- Every song today that I've played is, nev- is a song that I've never played on the, s- on the station before. Replace that with magnetic fields. <sighs> or social distortion. Uh, this is Fun Employment Radio. Go oh, to funemploymentradio.com. No, I didn't okay. say I didn't like them. I just said I played a lot. Uh, go to Fun Employment Radio. I have like seven of their albums. That's why. It's not all the same album. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash live where you can subscribe to the live stream and now get access to all of the archives that are also available right there. There's an archive button you can just click on or it's at the top on the menu bar and just use your normal username and password. Get access to tons of stuff. Put up a lot more things over the weekend, so it's uh, constantly being updated. So you can go there and get access to all of those things with your six ninety nine subscription, which is free for the first week. And also, you get to hear tonight, Geek in the City. Geek in the City. Geek in the City. Whoop, whoop. Uh, going on at 7.30-ish. Mm-hmm. Right here, you can go to the same page, join in the chat, and uh, they will be in here, yes, this evening with all of their usual shenanigans. Shenanigans. And antics and tomfoolery. Yes. Indeed. Um, also wanted to remind everybody that Fun Employment Radio is brought to you in part by H&R Block. H&R Block, one of our fine sponsors right now. It is tax season. You need to get your taxes done if you have not done it yet. That's very, very important. Seriously, mm-hmm. as someone who's been audited... It's don't mess around with <laughs> more it. More than once. <laughs> yes, more than once. Don't mess around with it. Yeah. Um, you can call H and R Block at one eight hundred H R Block, and they will take care of everything for you. Just picked hours up today. It's awesome. They it's they done. have it all done. It's done. They have it all done. They, they there's only one thing we have to mail in. Other than that, they did everything else for us. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not something that has to come from us. So it's it's so nice to have that done. They'll take care of any uh, like if anything goes wrong or the IRS does decide to audit you, they'll support you in it. They'll cover any penalties. They'll take care of everything. Mm-hmm. So HR H and R Block call one eight hundred H R Block and set up your appointment. Let them know you heard about them from FunEmploymentRadio.com. dot com. Cool. Balls to the wall. All right. Ew. Why was that you? I don't know, though. You sounded too pleasurable. All right. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Hey, now. It's Ball Talk. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. This is exciting, isn't it? Do you want to know? <laughs> I just read the most disturbing status update on Facebook. Can I read it to you really quick? Uh, I guess. Is, is it from the psychic stripper? It's from us, Stripper. It's the other one. Oh. The walk of shame is always awkward when you meet the roommate who heard you banging all night. Hello, Joe. Nice to meet you. Sorry about the moan fest last night. Oh, and I'm sorry you had finals this morning. Whoops. Oh, why would you post that online? That is too much personal information. I don't understand that. Banging all night. I say more personal stuff about myself on this show than I do on Facebook. I just don't want to. I don't like posting that stuff. Sorry. Can I see what she looks like? You know what she looks like. Do it's I? the one that you were asking me about. But the... Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I ask about a lot of people. 
I know you do. All right. Well, you can, yeah. You're see if you can find that. that what creepy? Oh, that doesn't make me creepy. Ew. What's going on there? I don't know. That's not something I would. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Give her a dollar to keep her clothes on. All right. Oh, uh, somebody's zinger. Funny. Yeah. All right, the big Mubuzilla. news in uh, the world of sports right now. Of course, Peyton Manning signing with the Denver Broncos, which means there's no longer a need for Tim Tebow. And as such, the Broncos have traded him. Oh no! So Tim Tebow, a lot of speculation about where he was going to go. A lot of people thought he might end up back in Florida playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a superhero, even more than he is in Denver. That Mm -hmm. guy can do no wrong in the state of Florida. He could get elected governor right now of Florida if he wanted to. And I'm actually serious about that. He really could. Actually, we got a message from a listener in Florida named Dawn. She sent this to our Facebook page, and she said, Hi, I live in Jacksonville, Florida, and just in case you guys are wondering if the Tim Tebow craze is real here, well, one of our morning news shows did a bit this morning about the possibility of Tebow coming to Jacksonville, and they were playing the Superman theme song throughout the segment. People here are truly obsessed. This may explain why so many of Sarah's crazy news stories come from Florida. Well, there's (laughs) going to be a lot of upset Florida people right now because Tim Tebow was not traded to Jacksonville. He was sent... To the New York Jets. The New York Jets who already have a quarterback in Mark Sanchez. So they, he was sent over there. Allegedly what they want him to do is run this thing called um, called the Wildcat Offense, where basically they the quarterback takes it from a shotgun and runs. I won't even go into explaining okay, it. Yeah. But a specialized thing that he would probably do good at. Uh, but nonetheless, this is a direct threat to Mark Sanchez, that's for sure, just because of the Tebow name and his rabid, rabid fans. As soon as Mark Sanchez screws up two or three times, it's going to be the same thing that happened in Denver. All of a sudden, the crowd is going to start chanting for Tebow, and it's going to fuck up Mark Sanchez's whole deal. Oh, yeah. And uh, who knows? Maybe they'll end up putting him in. I don't know. But what this does, though, now is both Tebow with Tebow Mania and Jeremy Lin with Lin Sanity are in the same city. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Things are going crazy. Things are happening. Things are happening. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, uh, so anyway, it's, uh, it's, it, he's not going down there. He's, in, he's with the New York Jets. Okay. Yes. So, Lin Sanity and Tebow Mania in the same city. Worlds collide. Worlds collide. There's going to be a picture of them shaking hands. There is somebody, whoever gets the first picture of them going out to dinner together. Is probably going to be worth a million dollars in somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's going to be worth some money. Oh, yeah. Because you know they're going to meet up and go to dinner together. No, you know what they need to do? They need to each wear each other's jerseys. Oh, God. You know that's going to happen. It will. It will. Maybe Jeremy there'll be Lynn. a picture of Jeremy Lynn Tebowing and uh, Tebow wearing a Lynn Sanity shirt. Yep, I could see that happening. Watch, they're going to share an apartment together. They're going to be best pals. Go everywhere together. I don't know. Anyway, that's what's happening. So Tim Tebow, now a New York Jet not a Jacksonville Jaguar. Uh, so, moving on in ball talk, the New Orleans Saints kind of got hit with a lot of penalties. So, the New Orleans Saints, they're the team that it came out, they had a secret uh, pool of money that they would pay players for hurting opposing players. So, they were the team, you know, they had this this whole pocket. So, you get like 15 grand if, if the opposing player had to be carted off the field. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it came out and it was revealed about this. I mean, the rumor is that a lot of teams have this, but nonetheless, the Saints are the ones that got busted with it. And the NFL came out with their penalties today, and it's pretty damn severe. Their head coach, Sean Payton, Payton, one of the you know most successful coaches in the, in the NFL right now, won a Super Bowl not very long ago, suspended for an entire year. Wow. Starting, I think it's April 1st. So April 1st, uh, he's suspended for this entire year. He can't 
can't be associated with the team for one wow. year. Their GM suspended for the first six games. A bunch of the other coaches also suspended for a significant amount of time. Not as much as the head coach, though. They also lose two uh, second-round picks in 2012 and 2013, which that's a very significant pick in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's that's big time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they they came down on them very hard. <coughs> so Saints. Getting taught a lesson for everyone in not to set up a pool to hurt other players, or at least not get caught. Then don't do it because that's I mean, just really, an that's, asshole move. Yeah, it's really just, yeah. Well, they probably all do it anyway, but don't get caught. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on in ball talk. This comes from the NCAA men's basketball tournament. The insanity before April that's happening right now. The insanity so, before April. Last Thursday, Southern Mississippi was playing Kansas State. In a tournament, and one of Kansas State's players' name is Angel Rodriguez. He's Hispanic in origin. I'm not sure whether he's from... Uh, I, I Honestly, I don't know where he's from, but he's, he's Hispanic. His name's Angel Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And the band of Southern Mississippi decided to start up a little chant while he was shooting some free throws. And now I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pull this up here, and I'm going to play the audio. And you can kind of hear it in the background. I want to see if you can actually hear what it is that's being said. Okay, so who are they yelling this at? They're yelling this at Kansas State's player named Angel Rodriguez. Okay. And this is Mississippi, Southern Mississippi University. And this is what uh, they are chanting at him while he's doing this. You see Mills trying to come over and draw the charge. Rodriguez has already let the ball go. and He's a freshman, but he's about as cool as they come right now. No facial expression whatsoever. They'll replay it here in just a second. So listen close. I'll tell you what it is after. As you see Mills trying to come over and draw the charge, Rodriguez has already let the ball go. and He's a freshman, but he's about as cool as they come right now. No facial expression whatsoever. Angelo Johnson picking up his second personal. Were you able to hear it? No. Okay. Draw the charge. Rodriguez has already. Okay, listen real close. Draw the charge. Rodriguez has already let the ball go. Keep in mind, he is Hispanic. Okay. Draw the charge. Rodriguez green has already card? let the yep. ball go. What are they saying? They're chanting, where's your green card? Oh, my God. Indeed. So uh, that is what the Southern Mississippi band, certain members of it, were chanting at this at this guy. Uh, Tristan in the chat says, isn't that guy from Puerto Rico? Yeah, I, I'm honestly, I can't remember where, where exactly he's from. I'll, I'll take a look and, wow. and get that. But it doesn't even matter. Yes, he is from Puerto Rico. Um which, if they were smart, you don't need a green card if you're in Puerto Rico. Yeah. As I'm sure Sarah can testify. But nonetheless, even if you did, wherever he was from, really fucked up. That's really fucked yeah, up. Yeah. That is not cool. You don't chant stuff like that. Uh, so a bunch of those, uh, the <laughs> students that were responsible for it are have been, uh, they've had their scholarships revoked. So no scholarship for them anymore. Wow. Playing the band. And the the uh, these were band members. These were band members that were chanting this at this guy <clears> while he was shooting free throws. And to the guy's credit, he ignored it because they, they zoom in right on him while he's doing it. You can tell he, he catches it, and he did say in a statement afterward, he's like, "Yeah, I heard it. Wow, I heard it." And the Southern Mississippi is apologizing. Their athletic director and personnel from the school actually went to the to the team hotel to personally apologize to Angel Rodriguez about the chance. Uh, nonetheless, so this is what they did. So, Southern yeah. Mississippi. Rick in the chat says, and you would think Southern Mississippi fans would be more evolved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Thomas says, Morans don't, don't realize Puerto Rico is basically the U.S. Yes, that's, that's true, but even regardless, regardless of wherever this guy was from, this, it's just so, so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Yeah. So, 
Southern Mississippi, always the Yeehaw. bastion of tolerance and intellectual discourse. Of love and yes. Moving on in ball talk. Did you know that Mike Tyson, well, you saw him in The Hangover, where, yes. he, where he was an actor in it. Well, now he's taking, taking it to a new level. By debuting his one-man stage show. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Really? Called Mike Tyson, Undisputed Truth, Live on Stage. What is this? Is this like Charlie Sheen's fucking torpedo of truth or whatever it was? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I took a look at it, and um, what it is, it, essentially he's commenting on his life, talking about things. He says in one statement, I know what you're probably thinking. What the hell is he going to do? To be honest, I wonder too. Life is great. I can't complain. I have come full circle. As you may remember, I am the guy who used to knock out assholes in 30 seconds. I want to tell my story so you can get a better understanding of me. So it's it's him standing on stage talking about his life. With like cue cards or... It's just him tele- talking. Teleprompter? It's just him talking. The review says, um, after decades of decadence, three marriage and bouts with uh, alcohol and illegal drugs that landed him in rehab three times, Tyson still has demons to slay. He looks better, down 130 pounds to 235, and often is the engaging, lighthearted, childlike figure of yesteryear. At other moments, he seems weary and wary, occasionally sounding like the saddest man on earth. And I guess it's him talking to himself in, like, different voices, talking about different things. One line from it is him talking to himself. These people don't know you. You need to be beaten in a dungeon. You need to be in a prison in a little fucking cell. You think you have me fooled, but you don't. I know what you're waiting for. That's why you're not going out or partying. You're waiting to get powerful so you can be an animal again. It's basically him having a, uh, having a psychosis breakdown. Yeah, it sounds like a mental breakdown. Um, I would watch it. I would, I would watch it uh, if it turns into like an HBO special. I will watch it for a little bit just to see what what the hell goes on with that. I don't even think I can handle that once. I could barely handle him in, in Hangover. Yeah. Well, and then he had his own uh, his reality show there for a while about uh, carrier pigeons. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Amy in the chat says, "Who the hell is really going to see that? I wouldn't pay for it. I wouldn't pay for it." Pone Tony says, hate all you want. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would not pay for it. Nor it's not hating. I'm just saying he's... Uh, I don't even think if that was free, I'd go to see that. He's nuts. Honestly. There's no disputing that. He is insane. I mean, he's, he's crazy. He well, bit the ear off of a man. Well, I mean, you know, when like I know I already brought up Charlie Sheen, but when Charlie Sheen was doing this torpedo of truth thing, I mean, like, regardless of how crazy you are, sometimes crazy does not equal entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, I, don't, I, can see I can't that. see Mike Tyson being entertaining. I can see him being crazy. Yeah. But I can see myself getting, like, the novelty, I'm sure, would wear off pretty quickly. Probably. Probably. It depends on how he does it. I mean, if he was just honest and, like, like I would read a book. I don't know. Maybe he's put out a biography or something, obviously having a co-writer on that, most likely. But um, I don't know if, if he's put out something like that. I would be curious to read the story of Mike Tyson. Hmm. But him standing on stage... I don't know. That could go. That could go bad pretty so quick. Where is he performing this? Uh, he's performing in. Vegas, in no, at the Hollywood Theater. Huh? Yeah, in Vegas. Yes, MGM Grand's Hollywood Theater. Okay, that's where it is. Yeah. Well, well, there you go. Though, if All you're right. in Vegas, you can go watch Mike Tyson, Undisputed Truth, and live on stage. There we go. 
Moving on to Ball Talk. Finally, this story. Story of triumph of someone overcoming obstacles. Someone who has dealt a rough, rough hand in life, but nonetheless succeeds in their chosen sport. Despite all of these uh, obstacles and the ways people try to bring them down. Discrimination. Problems with society. And overcoming her disabilities. What? This year, a one-armed stripper has won the International Pole Championship. A one-armed stripper has won the International Pole Championship in Hong Kong. Australia's Deborah Roach, according to this article, outmaneuvered her competitors to win first place in her division with the aid of only one arm. There is a video for it. I have seen the video, and uh, she is she's not naked. I will say that. Um, let's just put that out there. I mean, pole dancing doesn't require one to be nude. But it is her with one arm outmaneuvering her competition. She held a very normal job until 2009. She worked in information technology until she won a general pole competition. And then decided she wanted to go full bore into this. She's 28 years old from Australia. And she's now a champion. A champion, Sarah. That's a, that's a, a one-armed very... stripper champion. That's that's very good for her. She beat the odds. Yes, indeed. I guess technically she's not a stripper. She's a pole dancer. She's a stripper. One-armed stripper wins International Pole Championship in Hong Kong. Congratulations to Australia's Deborah Roach. That's pretty you impressive. are a champion. That I concludes... can't even swing on a pole with two, a hand, two arms. Well... You wouldn't be able to beat her anyway. One-armed stripper wins international pole contest. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Do you want her to win your international pole contest? Yeah, she's, she's not bad looking, that's for sure. And she was worked in IT, so she's, you know, she's intelligent, too. Oh, yes, because you guys can have so many IT things to talk about, right? You guys are on the same level of intelligence. You talked to her about IT stuff, Greg. I didn't say I was going to talk to her about IT stuff. What you reading? Well, there we go. So we were talking about bloody knuckles. Yes, we were. So I wanted to show so you. So your idea of bloody knuckles is a bit different than mine. Yeah, it wasn't. Like I can't believe you haven't heard of that. And of course now I, I think I shot the oh the coins over there that I shot over at you. Yeah, so why are you throwing coins at me? I don't understand. No, this so basically either. what you did is you would have a coin. It would usually be a quarter, and what you do is you you know hand it uh, like hold it perpendicular to the table, uh-huh. and then flick it. So it spins around like that, and then the person who's playing against you taps it and tries to keep it spinning. Whoever knocks the coin over gets to take the coin and slam it into your knuckles. Like therefore, fling causing... it into your knuckles? No, you're right. Put your hand down. And I'll show no, you. no, I'm not. You can you're demonstrate like it on yourself. You go like this, and then you. Uh huh. And then you. Know, you you have really to explain hard. what what you're doing. All right. So basically, you push down on the coin with um like with your thumb, and you aim it for the other person's hand when their knuckles are. You know, push onto the table, and you try and you get to hit them in the knuckles if they are the ones that stop the coin spinning. And that's what's called bloody knuckles because usually the quarter cuts up your knuckles. That's not bloody knuckles, though. I don't know what game that is, but that that's not bloody knuckles. Well, that's what we called it. We called it. Well, it was also called quarters sometimes, but then we also it, then it was also bloody knuckles. No, because bloody knuckles, and that's also not quarters. That's a different kind of game too. Uh, bloody knuckles is where you take one fist. You, one person holds their their fist out straight. Kind of like almost like you're you're punching someone. Your your fist is extended out. 
Okay, uh, up and down. Mm-hmm. Thumb on top. The other person also takes their fist like that, raises it, and ra- slams down their hand and rakes the knuckles of the oh, other person. Oh, God, that's awful. Well, yeah, it's horrible. It's bloody knuckles. It's, it's not meant to be fun. Why would you play that? Because you're a boy and want to fuck people up. I don't know. It's, it's bloody knuckles. That's what it is. And you rake down on the other person's knuckles. It hurts. It scrapes the skin off and generally leaves them bloody. There's usually a competition beforehand to decide who gets to be the, the guy raking the knuckles and who is the rakey, as it would be. So, and the, the competition kind of varies on as far as what that is. Sometimes it's thumb wrestling. Sometimes it's something else. Okay, but see, the end result has... is one person is the loser and has to hold their hand out straight while the other person just scrapes the knuckles. Don't you both lose? Uh, no, if you're the one actually hitting the knuckles, it does hurt a little bit, but not as bad as the person that had to hold it out straight. It doesn't hurt as bad, but yes, it, it does still hurt. Nipples in the chat asks about your one-armed stripper if... Did she dance to one hand in my pocket by Alanis Morissette? Well, that would be impossible. How would she hold herself up? (laughs) Mr. Jenky says, she worked in IT so she can speak to you in a condescending tone while she dances. (laughs) You're doing it wrong. Amy points up a good point, brings up a good point too. Aren't strippers supposed to have fancy names? Not Deborah Roach. <laughs> like, could that be unsexier? <laughs> Hello, my friends. I have a weird ass assortment of world of crazy today. So my name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my weird ass assortment of world of crazy. As opposed to a day when it's not weird. There is no common theme. <laughs> All right, this first story out of Oregon. Oregon. All right, this is out of Milwaukee. Oh. Starts off with, yes, but this is, um, so it's a household danger that you might not have been aware of. Okay, it's from Milwaukee, Oregon. From Milwaukee, Oregon. All right, so the story starts off as space heaters, burning cigarettes, clutter around the fireplace. These are all things you'd probably consider fire hazards in your house. This is true. But Greg Nibbler, what about a snow globe? Only in Oregon. The story continues. As improbable as it sounds, firefighters say that a lone snow globe was to blame for a charred couch at a Milwaukee home this past weekend. What? This man's house, uh, let's see, the man who lived in the house, his name is Ken Gamble. And he actually says... It was a snow globe with the city of Portland inside of it that tried to burn down my house. On Saturday evening, the sun was just in the right position, shining through the, uh, shining through the Portland snow globe perched in Gamble's window. Therefore, it focused a beam of light directly onto his couch. I didn't know that this could actually happen. The beam of light, Greg, then got hot enough that it started to burn the couch, setting off the smoke alarm. A neighbor heard the alarm, came to investigate, and found the beam of light focused on the smoldering couch. Uh, Gamble says about it, apparently when the sun came out, the 15 minutes it showed this year, it hit the globe and created the magnifying effect on the back of the couch and lit my couch on fire. Wow. Yeah. So he said supposedly it's like kind of like when you would burn ants with a magnifying glass, but to a bigger amplitude. 
It's a good thing that Campbell had a working sm- uh, smoke alarm. The neighbor who heard it called 911, and firefighters were able to put out the fire before it spread to the rest of the house. So now Campbell's going on a one-man crusade to warn people about their snow globes and the rare occurrences to which they can catch your house on fire. And always make sure that your smoke detector is working. It is true. You do need to make sure that your smoke detector is working. I can speak from personal experience on yes. that. Yes. Well, in um, case in point, I guess don't put your snow globes in the window. I suppose. How often does this happen? I don't know. But it did happen in Oregon. So we do know that our like puny Oregon sun can actually work to As cause a, a fire through a snow globe. Right. Because our sun is different than other places. It is. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's a different sun. Mm-hmm. So if you do have a snow globe collection, uh, be, be very wary of keeping it in your window. Okay. I'm going to take out my earrings. They're kind of squishing my ears today. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. This is important information brought to you by Sarah. She's taking out her earrings because they're being kind of squishy today. Next up, out of Newport, Richie, Florida. Richie. An x-ray scan of a woman being processed in jail turned up a bottle hidden in... An unusual place. Not like the back of a Volkswagen. That's an uncomfortable place. 20-year-old Michelle Salzgerber of Dade City, Florida, was arrested for violating probation. And as she was booked into jail yesterday, a body scan revealed what appeared to be a pill bottle inside of her vagina. Now, according to the incident report, Salzberger says that it was actually a small vodka bottle, which she, she then removed during a strip search. What? Now, when they removed the bottle, the bottle was then empty, but Salzgerber allegedly told police that she had inserted it inside of her, filled with somebody else's urine, which she had tried to use in order to pass a drug test at her probation office. Ugh. Took a bottle of vodka, filled it with someone else's urine, placed it in her vagina, and unscrewed the bottle in hopes to pass her drug test so she would be off probation. Unfortunately for Salzgerber, the urine that was in the vodka bottle also failed the test, which led to her arrest. (laughs) (laughs) Generally, the kind of person who is going to pee into a vodka bottle, probably not the most reliable urine that you can find on the market, I I would guess. So she went to all that trouble. That it she went to all that trouble putting urine in a tiny vodka bottle, sticking the vodka <laughs> bottle inside of her, unscrewing the vodka bottle, pretending it was her urine into the sample cup. All the while, the urine that she got was also drug tainted. <laughs> that is awesome. Next up, I told you this is random. From urine bottles in your vagina to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is not good news because after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I am using the name Michael Bay. Oh, what's happening? Michael Bay will be producing the new live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film that will come out in Christmas of 2013. Now, Michael Bay is coming out that he feels the need to change the origin of the story... And instead of having the turtles live in the sewers and, you know, actually being mutant, he's going to change the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to aliens from another planet. 
What? No, you can't do that. The original story is a chemically engineered ooze spilled over the turtles, and they transformed into what they are. Splinter, who was covered in the ooze as well, taught the turtles karate as they grew up to eat that uh, to be crime fighters and eat pizza, and they lived in the sewers and protected people. Yeah. No, no, no. Michael Bay does not like that concept. Michael Bay has decided that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles need to be aliens from another planet. This isn't fucking Transformers. Oh, it gets even better. Uh, Jonathan Liebesman will direct the film. And he is most known for directing the horrible film Battle of Los Angeles. Oh, no. Describing the characters, Michael Bay goes on to say, These turtles are from an alien race, and they're going to be tough, edgy, funny, and completely lovable. He also went on to say, Kids will believe one day that these turtles do exist when we're done with this movie. Michael Bay ruining the dreams of everyone every day. Why? Why is he bothering with that? Because Michael Bay likes to likes to squash dreams. That's what Michael Bay does. Okay, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three sucked. No disputing that. The second one wasn't even that good. But the first one the that was se- a damn good movie. Are you kidding me? Secret of the Ooze was amazing. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. The first one is the best by far. Oh well, of course. Yeah. There's yeah. there's there's no disputing. That. Chain. Why would you? That's. So now the entire premise to which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were based on, you know, them being mutant Ninja Turtles, now they're going to be aliens from another planet. Which is what made the the story of how they become Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is what makes them charming in the first place. I don't even know how they're going to work in Splinter. That's the thing. Splinter, I mean... So Shredder's going to be an alien from another place? How did they learn the ninja skills if they're aliens? I don't maybe they come from a ninja planet. I know. Well, we knew when we were in our 30s that the raping of our childhood would commence. And he, yeah. And next no, it's going to come out. Michael Bay is doing a live-action gem movie where Synergy is an alien from outer space. Everything's aliens now. Is that what it has to be? has to be aliens. has to be aliens. Damn him. The problem is all these kids, too, that are just going to be watching that, that's what they're going to think of. This is going to be their first exposure mm-hmm. to it. Well, I guess we have our childhood and they have theirs. Okay, you can't do that or else you're going to dislodge everything. That's true. James says they won't be turtles, teenagers, ninjas, or mutants. This makes a lot of sense. (sighs) All right, let's cleanse the palate with this next story. One of my favorite types of stories. Sorry, I'm just trying to get over this. Well, here, let me help you. All right. A 33-year-old woman is trying to fulfill her dream of becoming... What dreams do they usually want to fulfill? Being a stripper? The world's heaviest person. Of course. And is hoping the secret ingredient to her excess is in her choice of a husband. Oh, yes, already weighing in at a whopping 756 pounds, Suzanne Eamon of Casa Grande, Arizona... Casa Grande, Arizona... Has Casa, just, grande. Casa Grande. Casa Grande. Are, are. Has what? gotten engaged. Do you remember that Weird Al song, Taco Grande? Taco. It was a, a Taco parody of Rico grande. Suave. Yes, no, I'm, yeah. I'm well aware. 
Already weighing in at a whopping 756 pounds, Susan Eman <laughs> has recently gotten engaged to Chef Parker Clack, who loves nothing more than to cook for his bride-to-be. The mother of two explains, A previous record holder was 1,610 pounds, so I have to be at least that. At my current rate of growth, I should be there by 41 or 42 years old. While many people suffer from bad body image issues when they gain weight, Eamon, who chomps down 22,000 calories a day, consumes 11 times the recommended amount for a woman her age, and also claims that it makes her feel sexier than ever, and even makes her more attractive to men. Suzanne, who keeps her weight gain blog, wrote, The more weight I put on, the better I felt and the more confidence I seemed to gain. I began to change the way I did things according to my weight. She goes on to say, I began to eat just a little bit more every day than the previous day. Before I knew it, I was 700 pounds. I'm still quite healthy, very mobile, and very active. I'm looking forward to pushing the limits just to see how fat I can get. That's what she said, just to see. I shit you not just seeing how fat I can get. Eamon's loyal, loving 38-year-old fiancé supports her quest to pile on the pounds by whipping up her favorite treats in the kitchen, such as mammoth fried uh, breakfasts of bacon and scrambled eggs, fried potatoes, and huge slices of toast. The culinary genius says, I support her because it makes her happy and I love big women, much to the the delight of Eamon. Eamon? Eamon. Suzanne Eamon. She goes on to say, it's a perfect pairing. I still want to be the fattest woman in the world, and Parker is fine with that. She goes on to joke, I love marching to my own beat and thinking outside of the box. Not that there would be a box big enough to put me in size-wise or relating to my big personality. She finally says, being this fat has given me the feeling of total freedom and not only self-acceptance, but confidence in myself. I hope to be the world's fattest person as soon as possible. I don't understand the feeders. What do they get out of that? I guess she just gets to stuff her face and then not have to worry about it because it's all part of a goal to be the fattest person. It's just so unhealthy. I think she's beautiful just as she is. Like, I just... That's someone who's not in charge of their life but trying to pretend like they're taking charge because mm-hmm. they can't control themselves. Yes. 756 pounds. She's trying to be 1,600 pounds to fulfill her life's goal of being the world's biggest person ever. <laughs> oh, God, there's comments about what she smells like, and that's probably... Uh, oh, God, Keelan, that's probably accurate, and that grosses it me It probably out. is. All right. If that wasn't disturbing enough, my new favorite segment of the show, of course, is given to me by TLC. They do have a show that has brought us the woman drinking her own urine, the girl who ate soap, and now I give you not pig face man boy. Pig face man boy. Pig face man boy. But the man baby. Here we go. (laughs) He might be 31. But he's not planning to grow up anytime soon. Meet Stanley, an adult baby who's featured in the upcoming episode of TLC's My Crazy Obsession. An adult baby. No, he's an adult. There's only one thing true in that statement. An <laughs> adult last... man who pretends to be a baby, maybe. For the last 18 of his 31 years on this planet, Stanley has been obsessed with being an adult baby. You know what? Maybe I don't think that I can 
I don't think I can give this enough justice. Maybe we should just have Stanley speak for himself. No, oh, no. Maybe we should see, you know, like hear it from him. Stanley, the adult baby. He sleeps and eats like a baby, but his greatest tribute to the infant lifestyle is something he keeps under wraps. Though technically he's fully toilet trained, Stanley sports a diaper every day. When I was 13, I started having bedwetting problems and started using diapers, and that was where it started for me. I like to keep my diapers close to my crib so it's easy to change. But toddler diapers aren't exactly made for an active grown-up lifestyle, so he had to get creative, combining adult-sized diapers with a baby diaper. They can go up to between 8 and 10 hours without needing a change. I kind of have um, mixed feelings when it comes to the diapers. There's times when it's like, been doing a lot of moving around, and all of a sudden there's fluff falling out the back of the diaper because the diaper fell apart. Oh. Uh, I just got regular baby powder. Creates a layer oh. between you and the diaper. That way the diaper can move without causing a rash. I feel like when I'm wearing a diaper that it's like a constant hug from mommy. By now, he's got the routine down. After all, Stanley has been babying himself for 18 years. I've been an adult baby for quite some time. And it wasn't until the bed when he started and started wearing the diapers that it actually started showing itself. And I found I actually had these desires. It kind of started getting feeling babyish. On one trip to the store where I picked to pick up diapers, I also picked up a pacifier and a bottle. And I liked it. When I got my first computer, when I got to my first uh, adult baby site, it was the first time I actually found out what my my uh, desires were, and it was adult babies. And there you have Stanley, the adult baby. Now, in case you missed any of what he was saying, uh, Stanley, of course, in this trailer says, when I was 13, I started having bedwetting problems, I started wearing diapers, and that's when my obsession started for me. Even though he's fully toilet trained, Stanley permanently wears a... Let's see, let me go ahead and close that. It says, Stanley keeps talking. (laughs) Stanley just says... uh, Talks an awful lot for a baby. He sure does. He needs to put that pacifier in his fucking mouth. Even though he's fully toilet trained, Stanley permanently wears diapers and always keeps a stash next to his... Yes, you heard right. People were asking. His crib that he sleeps in. Stanley says that he can go up to uh, 8 and 10 hours without needing a change, but admits that he does have accidents. Oh, no, it's not an accident. He's an adult. He's not incontinent. It's not an accident. He intentionally shits himself is what he's doing. That's what he's doing. That is not an accident. I think the most disturbing thing about this story is when he said, when he justifies his obsession by saying, and I quote, when I'm wearing a diaper, it's a constant hug from mom. Where the fuck is his mom hugging him? I don't know. That is not the proper hugging place. No, it's that not. That is not where mom hugs you. I'm not a parent, but I think that would be inappropriate. Well... If you want to watch this, it's actually happening tonight. I just noticed this. It's airing tonight on TLC at 10 p.m. Stanley, the adult baby. That's your world of crazy. I still think the urine lady was worse than him. I don't know. This guy, well, yes, urine, it's, it's hard to top urine lady. There's no disputing that. Someone who drinks their own urine, gallons of their own urine, that's, that is, that is by definition worse. But still, this guy is walking around with a diaper, a full diaper from himself, and it's spilling out the back, and he doesn't do anything about it. 
So he he makes his mom clean this up? No, he says that he changes his own diapers. Wow, what a big boy. Oh. There you go. I will never, ever watch this show. But I just I, I can handle like the, I'm surprised that you aren't watching this show. I can handle this the minute seems and like a half your kind of show. No, it's like it's it's too much. Like I can handle like a minute and a half of something like that. But a whole episode like dedicated to a woman drinking her own urine or a man <laughs> baby who shits himself. Like I can't watch that. I have too many other good things to watch. Like The Killing. I finally finished the first season of The Killing. Holy crap, that's a good show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard I've heard of it. Have you been talking about it forever? Yeah, well, I well I haven't watched it, but they finally uh, came out with the first season on Netflix because oh, I watched okay. like the first episode and then I fell behind because I didn't have any. Okay. Because I don't have the cable, but um, I watch it. It's really good and it's set in Seattle and it's totally it. It, it is very similar to Twin Peaks without um like the kookiness or eccentricity. Now uh, that explains why you exactly. Like it. But it doesn't have like the log lady or anything weird and like no weird dancing. But it does have uh, the weirdness of you know a teenage girl is murdered. Nobody knows who did it. She has a secret life that nobody knows about, and everything kind of unravels. Yes, she was a prostitute. She was not a prostitute. She was a call girl. Well, you know, she had sex for money in some capacity, or sex for drugs. That is, that's lucky. Is that her secret life? Isn't that everyone? Anytime there's a secret life, that's what it is. It's not always that. It's almost always involves sex for something. I don't think there can be another kind of secret life, well, other than like a superhero movie, like any pretty much any. Well, movie, you know just what? Like, that's just what she like was. On, she was a superhero. I'm kind of guessing that's not what it is. She was a superhero. So secretly. On the cover, she just she was the perfect citizen. She was smart. She was, she was getting ready to go to school, going to get her doctorate and something. She had big dreams and goals. Went to the school dance. Maybe she was even homecoming queen or got second. Either way, she was still doing really good for herself. But secretly, she was a prostitute drug addict. She's not. They did not find any drugs in her system. But there was a darker side. I think you'd like it, though, not because... Not everything it, was as it seemed. Will you stop it, Greg? I'm just trying to find the right Knock effect. Knock it off. You're not finding it. So, anyway, yes. it has... It has the right amount of thriller and, like, murder mystery, but it also has politics. Mm-hmm. There are politics interwoven, oh, and... Oh, is she a senator's daughter? Stop it! Their politics, um, no, she's not a senator's daughter. She's a moving, uh, she's a man who owns a moving company's daughter. Did she have sex with the senator? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh-huh. Now it's yeah. starting to make more sense. So the but senator also, ordered a call also there are mob girl. ties, too. Okay. Well, that's who runs the whole, uh, the whole thing. That's who runs it's the prostitution really ring. So no. she's the prostitute. She, she's, she's the good daughter. She's really I'm just trying to assess. The good daughter from a hardworking man. Hard-working, blue-collar type guy. Doing good good in school, doing good by her family and everything. But then secretly, she's part of a sex ring in which they give her drugs to get her addicted. That the mafia runs. She She has sex with the senator. She didn't. Rosie Larson didn't do drugs. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people thought Rosie Larson wasn't a prostitute either. Mm, I'm not going to spoil anything. No. But I'm just saying it was a it's a really good show. It's streaming on Netflix right now. And it's awesome. Oh, yeah, Marianne from True Blood is in it. Yeah, Rick, I forgot about that. No, I have heard a lot of people say it's a, yeah. good, it's she, a good show. She plays, but... the, she plays the mother of the, of the murdered girl. Once you associate it with Twin Peaks, though, that makes, makes me a little bit leery. 
You you know what? You are not allowed to judge Twin Peaks until you watch it. I've I've seen like four or five episodes. So that doesn't matter. That is not you a judge make. You've seen four or five episodes. I can tell you this. The first episode where they show the population of the rural Washington town at 50,000 people instantly makes me a little bit uh, a little, a little leery of how that is. There's no rural Washington town with a population of 50,000. All right. I'll maybe I'll give it a shot. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120, and you can leave a message anytime, day or night. Day or night. Tomorrow on the show, we have a special guest. Yes, we do. <laughs> so uh, tomorrow's show, the regular show will run from noon to two. But if you are a subscriber, you can tune in at about 10 a.m. tomorrow. That's kind of a rough time. We'll, we'll be in here. We'll have the chat set up. But roughly 10 a.m. tomorrow. Joining us in studio. He's been here before and he's back again. Paul Mooney. Paul motherfucking Mooney. Paul Mooney will be back tomorrow oh, here Lord in studio. Lord help us all. <laughs> if you have not listened to that interview before, actually, I think I put that up in the archives. If you're a subscriber, you can go to funemploymentradio.com slash archive, and you can go in there and, and listen to the previous interview that we did last year. I think it was last year at some point um, that we had Paul Mooney in here. Listen to that, and then tomorrow he'll be here oh my again. God. Paul Mooney is very cool, very intimidating. He is. A, he him, is. Between him and Mark Marin. Those two are like... Oh, he's, I'd he's, say Paul Mooney's he's far like more intimidating. Mark but I'm yeah. saying, like, Mark Maron's a distant second, but Paul Mooney's like... Yeah. Because you don't know what kind of mood and, he's going to be And in. not intimidating because he's, like, mean or, you know... No, no. He's just he's just an intense, intense. intense guy. Very intense guy. But still very cool, too. So I, I'm excited to have him back in again. I don't know what we're going to talk about this I don't know what we're going to talk to him last, about. Like, last, what do you talk to Paul Mooney about the second time? I don't know. I mean, last time he got into religion, he got into... Oh, yeah, so if anybody wants oh, to send us any questions. Attitudes. Yeah, if you have questions for him, let us know. We'll we'll judge them and decide if we dare ask him or not. But yes. uh, feel free to send us in something or post it on our Facebook page. Yeah. And do it there, We're too. We'll put Facebook. something up let if you have know. any questions. Oh, God. <laughs> I am excited, but <laughs> nervous. And remember, he doesn't shake hands, Greg. He fist bumps. Nope. I will remember that. I will fist bump yes. as, soon as, uh, as soon as he comes in. I will not attempt to shake his hand. Because I don't want to send him off in the bad mood. No. Uh, so I will make sure that my phone is off. Yes. I'm th- I'll am i take your battery out of your phone this time. Uh, I will too. You know, it happened <laughs> once. <laughs> oh, that's going to be awesome. So that oh. will be at 10 a.m. live on the stream. Then we'll replay it yeah. during the regular show. Paul Mooney in studio tomorrow. Oh, man. Um, also tomorrow, we will, uh, of course, Sportlandia will be later on in the afternoon. Tonight yeah. on the stream, Geek in the City. Geek in the City. Geek in the City, about 7.30-ish. Just mm-hmm. come to the live stream. We'll have the chat set up. They, those guys will handle all that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, listen to Geek in the City live here on Fun Employment Radio, one of the other amazing shows we have mm-hmm. here on the live stream. So if you haven't subscribed yet, it's six ninety nine a month. First week is free. Mm-hmm. So seriously, just sign up. Subscribe. And if, you, if you don't want to try get, it for the first week, yeah, see what it's like. Try out the archives. Try listening live. Or I mean, there's always things going on 24 hours a day on the stream. And uh, on top of that, you know, you can get, you get to participate in all of these well, shows. And also, if you don't want to get dinged once a month, you can also get a discount if you uh, pay for a year in advance. So you can have that option as well on yeah. our page. Yep. And yeah, and there's a discount mm-hmm. yeah for the for the year subscription. So all of that's right there. 
Go to the website. Give yeah. it a shot. Try it out. It'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. All right. Hi, sir. All right. How's it going? We'll see you tomorrow. With we'll be Paul back Looney. tomorrow <laughs> with more funemploymentradio.com. Oh, we had, wait, we had happy birthdays. Oh. Shoot, we messed those up. Can we do that one more time? Can we do those? Yes. <laughs> Sarah's upset about this. God damn it. All right. Well, well, we did forget to do that. Okay. So we have, we have two uh, birthdays that we need to say right now. Uh, one of them is to Matt. Matt, whose coworker Ted... Or actually, uh, Matt is the boss, I, I suppose, so I shouldn't say coworker. Mm-hmm. Ted, Ted did call you boss, Matt. Yes. So uh, it's boss Matt. It was Matt's birthday a couple of days ago, and we just want to say happy birthday to Matt. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. And also to Leia. 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 I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Leia? Yeah. Yeah. Was it her, for her or for her husband? Well, no. It's Leia who is writing in for, uh, for to say happy birthday to her husband, Andrew. Okay. So it's Andrew's birthday. Yes. Okay. It is Andrew's birthday. Okay. And Well, it was his birthday a couple of days ago, and mm-hmm. we forgot to do it. So happy birthday to Andrew. Happy birthday, Andrew. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Also, Leia, those pictures that you sent in of you wearing Fun Employment Radio t-shirt in England were awesome. You were awesome. That is so cool. Thank you so much. Yes. All right. There we go. Now, back to some music. All right. All right.